Good morning. I'm Pastor Kyle Thompson. I want to thank you all for being here today, especially our guests who are with us. We're just grateful that you're here, whether you're in person or watching online or listening to our podcast. Thank you for spending some time with us in this Advent season. Our message series is called The Best Hope because we believe that Jesus Christ is the best hope for the world and that when we are in touch with God, that we can be hope for other people in our world and our community. Next Sunday is Christmas Eve, and we have a special tradition here where we take up an offering uh, for two special ministries that we give 100% away, and they split that 50-50 to two awesome ministries that are doing the work of God out in our world and our community. And today we're going to talk about uh, one of those um, ministries uh, that's doing some amazing work uh, down in Haiti, bringing clean water to the people of Haiti. In the fourth uh, gospel uh, in the New Testament, fourth book in the New Testament, the Gospel of John, written by one of Jesus' disciples, he talks about a passage uh, when Jesus met a woman who had gone to a well to get some water. And he said to her if she would ask him that he would give her living water, from which if she drank it, she would never thirst again. And he was talking about a spiritual relationship, that God can fill that, that void down deep within us that nothing else in, in all of the world can fill. And that's a very powerful message that, that Jesus makes available to us as well. But that doesn't uh, excuse us from trying to help people who are literally starving to death or who are literally thirsty in the world. Uh, I found out a sad statistic I shared with you a couple of weeks ago that uh, 2,300 people every day, today, will die because they don't have access to clean water. Uh, and it's just a tragedy in our world. And so uh, I'm excited that we're going to be partnering uh, with Rotary International locally here through the Ballantine Rotary Club uh, and a Christian organization called Water Mission out of Charleston, South Carolina, to go down into Haiti and to provide clean water uh, for two to three communities, depending on how our Christmas Eve offering comes in. But uh, what's really awesome about this is Rotary will match every dollar that we give with $2.50. And so uh, we can do some powerful things together. And so I'm glad to introduce to you today my friend Tom Harmon, who I've known now for 14 years. I was uh, I had the privilege of being his pastor uh, at Light of Christ United Methodist Church in Ballantyne before uh, God brought me here to serve with you. And Tom and I have been to Haiti several times and, and seen uh, and ministered to the people there and just excited for him to come and share his heart with you. Uh, Tom and his wife, Wilmetta, live here in Charlotte. Uh, Tom uh, is with State Farm Insurance. If anybody needs uh, some coverage, I'm sure he can see you after the service. But uh, they uh, have two grown children uh, who live here in Charlotte, and they have two granddaughters, uh, the youngest being five months. So it's going to be a special time uh, for Christmas uh, with them here. And so they're very dear friends to Laura and to me. And so I just invite you now just to give Tom a warm welcome. Good morning. Boy, he did say it was going to be bright. <laughs> uh, can I have that first picture, please? Thank you. I took this picture about two year, about a year or two ago. And I was on on a hike from um, Nikolai back to Bayonne, Haiti, and this just stopped me in my tracks. I took the picture of this young lady, and uh, I knew where she got the water. The water was more than likely contaminated with, with animal fecal contamination. And I was wondering, was she taking that home for her parents or for herself, her siblings? Was she going to cook with it? 
Was she going to drink it? Was she going to bathe in it? Did she go to school that morning? Or did she go in the afternoons? Does she do this every morning? It, it was one of those moments where I just stopped. <clears throat> Thank you. Um, this morning I'd like to talk to you about my walk in Haiti. And it started in 1998 when I was a scoutmaster at South Mecklenburg Presbyterian Church. Some ladies at South Mech had gone to this ministry in Haiti and came back and recommended that we do our Eagle projects uh, in Haiti. I agreed and began communicating by snail mail with Action El Florisma. You see, OFCB, that's Organization Force Christian de Bayonet. He was the principal of the school and pastor of the church, and it was the beginning of a great relationship. During the Easter school break in 1999, 10 teenagers and four adults went to Haiti to complete the projects. We encountered much more difficulty than we ever anticipated. During the fall of 88, we shipped soccer goals, basketball goals, and other things to, to do these projects. Yet after we arrived in Port-au-Prince, we attempted to get everything out of customs, but we couldn't navigate all the different customs departments, if you know what I mean. Um, so the, the four Eagle Scouts and the six helpers were extremely disappointed. We then began a five-hour trip to Bayonet. It's five hours, but it was only 105 miles. We went through all these little towns, and they were celebrating rah-rah festivals, and that's the voodoo people felt that their God rose again on Friday, on Good Friday. It was eye-opening and frightening. Um, but once we arrived in Bayonet, we, we settled into the newly built guest house. Uh, the bedrooms in the guest house were finished, but none of the other rooms were finished. Uh, our showers were outdoors, and the latrine was our toilet. Um, the latrine had cockroaches as big as your fist, and <laughs> the odor was indescribable, and yet I can still remember it. Um, we slept on air mattresses, and after the first night, most of them were deflated because of the rough concrete. I'm sorry. Got out of order here. Um, Despite our accommodations, we enjoyed meeting and making new friends. We, we were communicating with the Haitians was very challenging. They knew more English than we knew Creole, but we quickly learned that a handshake, a smile, and bonjour just knocked, knocked down the barriers. We worshiped together. Oh, excuse me, excuse me. It knocked down the barriers, but the people in Haiti realized that Someone cared enough to travel thousands of miles to, put the, to leave their families, to leave their comforts of home, and come and visit and play games and worship and sing and pray together. This was my first understanding of the ministry of presence, just showing up. We worshiped together on Easter Sunday at a, a wonderful day. And then on Monday, Action O and I went back into Port-au-Prince to try to get those things out of customs. Again, we came away empty-handed. But during our return trip to Bayonet, we had a car accident. 
the vehicle was totaled and we spent the night. I got to tell you, that car accident probably changed my life. Um, it shook me to my core. Um, and we were <laughs> coming along this dirt gravel road and a bus swerved and we swerved and went across and hit a, hit a wall head on. And Actionel looked over at me and he says, Boss man, you okay? He said, yeah, I think so. But at the time, he had, we had, when we were in Port-au-Prince, we got cash, got the payroll for the teachers. So I'm sitting there with a bunch of cash between my feet. Actionel takes off to go get the bus that ran us off the road. And here's all these Haitians with machetes standing around me. I looked up in the rearview mirror and I saw the sun setting and I thought, yeah, this is probably going to be how it ends. Um, I, I mean, I was, I was shook. So anyway, it was, he, he did come back, thankfully, and, and uh, it was unsafe to travel after dark. So we spent the night at a nunnery in uh, Pont Sande. The nunnery, as it turns out, was a Catholic church and school, but they still supported the voodoo people. Anyway, the next day, we got a tap-tap up to Go Naive, and then another tap-tap to buy an A, and everybody was happy to see us. We weren't able to let anybody know that we were okay, because there was no cell phone service in Haiti at the time. I had barely had it here in the United States. Excuse me. Upon our return, we found that the teenagers were ill. They had some sort of virus, and they were, you know, they were sick. They had changed from taking a teaspoon of Emetrol to just swigging it straight. <laughs> it, was, it was nasty. But my daughter, Ashley, in a, in a private moment, she said, Dad, is this hell? I couldn't answer. I, I didn't know. But Actionel and I decided at the time to get everyone out of there and go back to Port-au-Prince. Our accident forced us to find more transportation. So we, <laughs> some of us, not me, thankfully, but coming down off the mountain, we had to ride in the back of a banana truck. Some of the sicker people got sicker. Then when we got to Actionel's house, he had a school bus chartered so we'd take, go back into Port-au-Prince. The people in Ponsondi had taken charcoal and gone across the road with it, lit fire to it, and blocked the road. It wasn't stop us, but it was their way to get the government's attention to come out and fix the road. We made our way ultimately to Port-au-Prince, and then the next day we were going to leave for Miami. We had a discussion with Actionel. What did you think? And he said, I think the evil spirits ruined your trip. The evil spirits caused our items to be stuck in customs, caused the car wreck, caused the illness, and the road strike. Now, Actionel was and is a man of God, and he was discouraged. Personally, I was still frightened. Um, I, I was shaken to my core. I remember looking out the window of the jet in Port-au-Prince thinking I would never, ever, ever see that, that part of the world again. But God had different plans. Um, 
in the next several months, I, I was confused about what took place. How do I deal with it? The accident was caused by a bus swerving a, a gigantic pothole. The children, as it turns out, had gotten the virus here in the United States and had taken it over there. The citizens were just concerned. They wanted their road fixed. Finally, I realized I had to face my fear and go back to Bayonne. A year later, I returned, and since that time, I've made approximately 15 more visits. For a few years, I struggled with the question, God, I've seen this, but how do I fit in? I'm an insurance agent. I'm not a teacher. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nurse. How do I fit in? And eventually, I realized I could be a trip leader and lead Americans safely into Haiti to see God's work in Bayonne. Young people at the school in Haiti, in Bayonne, Haiti, are fed spiritually, mentally, and physically. For many students, the, the only meal of their day is at school. The ministry needed more support and we needed more Americans to visit OFCB. Accommodations at the guest house had to be improved <laughs> so we could invite more people. The bunk beds are still standing in spite of his carpentry skills. <clears throat> but we made several trips uh, over the years to build bunk beds, shelves, benches, whatever. The funny thing, when we go on a trip, it's not really about a project. It's about the ministry of presence and about showing up. Initially, we did all these projects because they were needed, but now we spend more of our time going to visit and just be there and experience their culture. But over the years, everybody's come, who's come has helped, and uh, a visitor today can expect bunk beds, electricity, Wi-Fi, fans, toilets, uh, no latrines, showers, and the kitchen has a propane stove, and there's a refrigerator freezer. But clean water has always been a concern. During one of our trips, uh, we took a portable, solar-powered water cleaning system. Its purpose was to see if this type of system would work and what size system would be needed. Back up just one, please. Kyle, I, I want to apologize to you now. Because the power, there was solar power on there, and I don't think we had the power on. And I remember him saying later, boss man, are you going to kill me? And I'm so thankful you didn't get sick. <laughs> um, but anyway, next one, please. And while, while we were watching, while the, the jugs filled, I noticed that Actionelle's wife was crying. And later she explained that the water is not clean and has caused many illnesses and deaths. People would get sick, they would get dehydrated, drink more water again, which had a probability of being contaminated. Again, God was challenging me. I'm not an engineer. What do we do with this? A year later, I led a trip from Mineral Springs United Methodist, about 2009, 
The purpose of the trip was to build benches and different woodwork things. But during the return trip, Parker Mills from Monroe, he saw a gentleman wearing a, a Rotary International shirt. The man's name was, is John Smarge from Naples, Florida. And John was there assessing different water projects in Haiti. Well, I spoke to John in the airport, on the jet, in customs in Miami. Excuse me. And six weeks later, I joined Ballantyne Rotary Club. Ballantyne Rotary Club quickly embraced OFCB ministries, too. And after Actionel Florisma had come here and he had visited our club, he went home and encouraged his friends to explore Rotary to see if it was something they wanted to do. Within a year, Rotary de Bayonet was formed. Since that time, we have partnered with Rotary de Bayonet on one road, project, a road repair where the road had washed out. There's no Department of Highways over there, by the way. They, they have to do things on their own. We also have completed three safe water projects. The fourth safe water project is almost complete. The first safe water project installed a clean water system for the school at Bayonet. Now, today there's 2,000 students in that school. The kitchen for the school now uses clean water as well. And we had that clean water piped into the guest house. Hopefully, <laughs> that was for us. So, here, do you all have that video? This is Water Mission's video. Um, there you go. This, and it has our project on no it. There's no reason why anybody in this world should not have access to safe water. I knew that, that Haiti was um, a, a place that had a lot of needs for clean drinking water. You know, we can talk about the statistics all we want, but until you actually come here and see that, you know, this is, uh, these people's struggle every day and they spend their whole lives uh, just to try to get clean water and, and to get food. And it's, it's a great need and it's, it's uh, something that's not just here in Haiti, but all, everywhere. Today, right now, people are dying. And they're dying from a cause that we have ready solutions for. There is absolutely no contaminant known to mankind that we don't have the technology to remove from water. Before we took the water, no treatment. The people come to, to bring water, uh, drink water, they use some ties, sick. Uh, after when Water Mission International come, we build this system. Now the, the population come to bring water. I think at this time the people will stop to die because the, the water is clean. We can drink the water now, uh, safety. That was our first project, and, and uh, thank you. <clears throat> the paint was barely dry on that building when Water Missions did it, and uh, that wasn't their first project by any means. The second project provided a clean water system to the OFCB clinic. The, 
This allowed the clinic to get uh, Haitian accreditation and some monetary support. But if you all recall, after the earthquake, there was a cholera outbreak. And hydration is critical in treating cholera. Now, here in the mountains of Haiti, they'll be able to treat the entire community for cholera. The third project was Savon Ronde. Uh, a part of that a part of that project, we also bought new containers for everybody. This ministry is located at the top of a mountain. I think most all of them are located on a mountain. But um, The people were taking their donkeys and their jugs down the mountain to a river. And Kyle, we forded that river in a bus. But they would get their water and come back up. And they spent most of their day uh, just getting water. Now the people come to the ministry, they get their clean water, and the pastor there is able to minister to them as they're getting their water. The fourth project is Ecole Nicolai. I'm really proud of this one because they said it couldn't be done. It's a school located 2.9 miles from the main road. The school's located on top of a mountain, and it's actually on a mountain between mountains. All materials to build that school had to be hand-carried to the site, 2.9 miles. Each student was required to bring four cinder blocks. You know, not at one time, of course, but, uh, but can you imagine putting a bag of mortar on your head for 2.9 miles? All materials to build, uh, yes, um, the water source for the school there we go. That was the water source. Kids had to go half a mile from the school up a mountain to get their water. We had the water tested, and it was slightly contaminated. Then we had the water piped down the mountain, across this ravine. The water missions actually took this on as a, challenge, a personal challenge to them because air had to escape somehow. I don't understand all this, but... It was cleaned, stored, and now the kids, there's 330-some kids in school, and they will all have access to clean water, and it's our hope that they take clean water home with them. So we rely on Water Missions International. It's, they are a Christian organization based in Charleston, South Carolina. They have an office in Port-au-Prince, Haiti, and Water Missions test the water. They perform feasibility studies and then they assist us with writing the grant applications. Our other partners are with Rotary International. and I'm sorry, Rotary International and the District 7680. The district is comprised of clubs in Mecklenburg and surrounding counties, and then Rotary International is comprised of clubs from all around the world. With matching funds within the district and the Rotary International, every dollar that Ballantyne Rotary Club raises is worth $3.50. So far, these four projects, we've raised roughly $25,000 and we've completed $148,000 worth of projects. So every dollar that we come up with, uh, thanks. Every dollar we come up with is worth $3.50. We have two projects in the, in the pipeline. One is at uh, PACO. It's actually Mrs. Florisma's uh, home community, and they, have, they don't have any water. Uh, so we're, we're studying whether to pipe it in or whether to drill a well. Second community is Zorange. Yeah, it's on top of a mountain. 
and, but they do have a water source nearby. Probably we would need to pipe it up, clean it, and so forth. But the significance about this one is, in the Zaranj community, there's a subset of them who are deaf and blind. So, in conclusion, the need for clean water is, in Haiti is huge. It's just, it's mind-boggling. We've been successful because we have relationships in Haiti. We have professional feasibility studies, professional installation, and hygiene education. That, that's the other part that our water missions does. They go into the churches and the schools where we install these systems, and they teach the kids the importance of having clean water. We're fortunate to partner with water missions because they're able to navigate the Haitian government without losing any money. And when we pay for the project, we pay U.S. dollars to water missions in South Carolina. No money's lost. Additionally, Rotary has zero overhead costs. So all of the funds that we raise go to the project. Water missions hires local Haitian labor to build these and install these projects. So they, it helps the uh, Haitian economy. Our club has been in existence since 2004. We're a stable club, and we look forward to continuing to help provide safe water in Haiti. In the spring of 18, I intend to lead a, club, lead a trip to Bayonne. I would love for you to join us. We're going to leave on Wednesday, April 11th, and return on Monday, April 16th. The purpose of the trip is to show up, and we want to visit our old projects and explore new projects. And I certainly thank you all for your time this morning. It's been a pleasure visiting with you. And Kyle, thank you so much for this.